You are now entering the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends. As the flames lit, the Tokyo Tower, the skies lit, with orange and brown. All the people were screaming in terror, the day Godzilla came to town in your arm and eyes. I watched the reflection the day he burned the Ginza down. As the Air Force starts fueling the bombers, the day Godzilla came to town. It was only our first day to dinner. Some tea and a play. Hello, everybody. This is 40 going on 14. I am Mike. I'm Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And you know what? I don't need radiation to rise and destroy, but sometimes I need just a little Viagra. Whoa. Yeah, I think you're doing it wrong, then, if you're destroying Yeah. yeah <laughs> if you're destroying. Maybe that's not how you do it. <laughs> Explains why Sarah's always in traction. <laughs> I'm so glad she doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to uh, the 38th episode of 40 Going on 14. And this uh, this week we're going to be doing the Godzilla, which could either be a dance or a sexual action. Comes Godzilla to stomp on Tokyo. We actually uh, all watched the original Godzilla, Gorgira, and we went out and watched the new Godzilla movie. It just came out in the theaters. So get yourselves ready for that. Uh, there is going to be spoilers, letting you know that right now, that if you have not seen Godzilla, the one that's in the theaters right now, then wait till next week, or go see it and then come back. <laughs> Pause we'll, the show. We'll, yeah, we'll wait. We've got uh, big news for the podcast this week, don't we? Yes, we do. We are part of a network. Yay! Yay! Musings of a Geek Network. Uh, we are part of that group, and they have such a... Uh, such different shows as well. There's musings of a geek. There is also what are some history of bad ideas. History of bad ideas. Those guys were chatting with them on um, on Twitter a lot. There's also Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks. Arkham Social Hour. Arkham Social Hour. Yes. Who the what now? Comic arguments is also another great one. Uh, the best of the worst movie podcast. Yeah. Who are we missing? There's pilots. Uh, Hidden history of comics. Is that one? No. Graphic novice. Sweating the small stuff. The Q from Hell podcast. Oh, uh, was what a are you in? comic arguments I was trying to think of. Yeah, comic arguments and then what are you into? So we're part of that family now. So if you want to check us out, we are now part of musingsofageek.com. Nice. Yay. Yeah, Yay. one more place to find our show and one more social hub to connect with listeners from uh, who listen to this show and fans of the other shows as well. Welcome if you're coming here from Musings of a Geek. And there yeah, was much or, rejoicing. Yay. yay. All right. And speaking of listeners, we have voicemails. Yeah. That was such a we smooth do. transition. You like yeah. that? <gasps> that was good. All right. <laughs> Why does it make me laugh that Pat does it? I don't know. Every time. All right. Here we have voicemail uh, I, I, number one. Wait, is what? that one from Nikki or is the first one from Scott? The first one was from the New Zealander. All right. N- Nikki, yes. I'm assuming, because that's the girl's name. I know it was a girl's voice. I didn't listen to the whole thing, so I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, here we go. Hey, guys. Nikki here. Joel's giving a shout-out on Twitter for some upcoming um, episode ideas, so I thought I'd throw my two cents in. I'm pretty sure you guys haven't done it. I've just powered through pretty much every episode back-to-back, so they're all start blurring together eventually. Um, but Saturday morning cartoons. 
um, what did you used to watch when you were growing up and what the hell are kids watching now? And how about cereal? Um, I don't know what cereal used to be like back in the day, but yeah, I'm guessing there's a few different choices around nowadays. Um, hope those are some good ideas for you guys. Keep up the show. I'm loving it. Um, peace out from New Zealand. All right. Yeah, that was Nikki. Uh, yeah, she's been a very loyal listener, uh, very active on our Facebook page. Glad to hear from you. Yeah, and ironically, we actually, well, I don't know if it's irony. Is it irony? No, we were just talking about doing a uh, breakfast cereal show, and I was all for eating, spending a week eating nothing but breakfast cereal. <laughs> That's the last thing you need. <laughs> Living life like Jerry Seinfeld. Right. I- my life is all little little different marshmallows. We're going to have one week we're going to do two shows. It's going to be the microwave burrito show and breakfast cereals. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think I'm going to survive the burrito show. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> I actually was eating marshmallows earlier. I found toasted coconut marshmallows. We, we ought to do a ramen show. <laughs> uh, we talked about the week that, um, our, that our water was cut off and my mom came to visit and I was eating dry ramen that was so poor. <laughs> it's really not that bad, actually. I've she still that. brings it's it up every now and then. She's like, oh, I still think about how sad it was when I found out you were eating dry ramen. <laughs> yeah, just get a little sugar and cinnamon on there. <laughs> I remember making egg foo young out of ramen noodle. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. We got a so, show. Ramen. There you go. Ramen noodle. There we go. Right. Our second voicemail oh. is from Scott the Pool Boy. All right. Hey, guys. This is Scott the Pool Boy, and I was just listening to episode 35. You guys talked about the X-Files, and you're talking about the creepiest episode with the inbred hillbilly people that keep their mom under the bed on a cart thing. And I remember watching that when I was younger, and that episode scared the shit out of me to the point where I wouldn't ever watch it if I saw it come on in reruns. And the only time that I have ever seen that episode again, it always happens in the middle of the night. I'll fall asleep with the TV on or something, and somehow, magically, I wake up, and that wonderful episode is playing, and it scares the shit out of me again. I don't know what it is, but that amputated, mutated, crazy, inbred mama cart is frightening. And that's the end of my story. I love you. Bye. That was a great story. <laughs> I like that guy. Who is that? Oh, Scott, Scott the Pool Boy. Yeah. Ah. Scott the Pool Boy. Yeah. All right. He's being haunted by an X-Files episode. Nice. Yeah, right, I'm talking. definitely going to have to go watch that episode on Netflix because I watched the other one, the one with Frank or with um, Peter Boyle. Oh, so good. My favorite. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to when we do. Uh, we're eventually, Scott, going to be talking specifically about X-Files and we're going to brush up on the new X-Files like show Fringe. So look for that in an upcoming episode at some point. Ta-da! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so thanks for calling, guys. I, I especially like um, our. I'm sorry, I just lost our New Zealanders. Nikki, name. the Nikki. New Zealand burger, beer Nikki. girl. I like. I like the fact that she put her own beep in there for the recording. Yes. <laughs> That's classy, man. That's Would you sign. like to know what uh, Google Voice thought Nikki said? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, Would yeah, you like yeah. No more. What Google Voice thought the Nikki said in the transcription is. It. Hey guys, thank you again does give me a shout out on join us for some upcoming If the Sun Dance. I thought I'd very much attention. I'm pretty sure you guys have done it up to have pretty much idiots owed back to back, so they'll stop. <laughs> Learn to get of enjoyed, but Sunday morning toxins. What did you still watch when you were growing up, and what the hell like to talk to you now and have that cereal? I don't know what you're used to be like. Thanks in the day. 
That say, I'm guessing, is a few different choices around that it is. So if there's some good ideas for you guys, come up to Sean. I'm loving it. I just wanted to. I think Sunday Morning Toxins would be a great name for a punk rock band. <laughs> and that fits well with the Godzilla show because it's, it's English. It's just really good to see that they've got all the all the bugs out of the voice recognition software. Yeah. Oh, I found out which song was in the uh, that episode. That, that creeps me out now. It was the uh, Johnny Mathis singing Wonderful, Wonderful. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So every time I hear that, I think of uh, disemboweled. Not disemboweled. Dismembered. Dismembered. No arms, no legs, mom Torso. underneath. Torso mom. Torso mom under the bed. So if you would like to give us a call and leave us a voicemail and have uh, me read what Google thinks you said, <laughs> give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-867-5309. Bonus points if you can get Google Voice to think you said Torso Mom. <laughs> but not actually yeah. saying it. You cannot actually say Torso Mom. You have to get Google Voice to get to say Torso Mom. You know, I, I actually had that sex toy for a while. Torso Mom. Torso Ew. Mom. Yeah. All right. I'm going to drink now. <laughs> they call All right. Hilf. Torso Mom. Uh, like while Mike's fuck. drinking, Joel, where else can they uh, find our shows or contact us? Uh-huh. You can find us on 40go14.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Blueberry, and now brand new on the Musings of a Geek Geek. Network. Uh, Find us on Facebook, 40go going on 14. We're on Twitter at 40go14, 40go14 at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, if you shout loud enough, one of us will probably hear you. What? Exactly. (laughs) I think it's that time again. Ah, Nice. I can't wait. You know what time it is? This week in music, movies, and TV. I almost hit the Min Friends button from when we did Friends. Oh, which is still what? it's still a great song. Anyway, this weekend, September 9th, nineteen seventy eight, premiere of Godzilla the TV show. Yes, the car- the cartoon. Uh, no, this thing. I don't know what it was, but it was the only thing I could find that was anywhere in like the late seventies, early eighties. So, so this is going to be another one where it's not actually this weekend, but it's a specific week regarding our topic, and we're going to look at what happened in that week. Exactly. All right. Yes. So, so wrap music. your head around that one. A Taste of Honey started it a three-week run at number one with Boo. <laughs> that, uh, what? Oogie, oogie, oogie. Right. <laughs> oh, geez, that was uh, a stealth. Yeah, oh, exactly. That, that would that, that would just was for for my own little benefit. I wanted it. That was like a little funny bomb for me. Boo. That was a terrible stealth acronym. Sorry. Boogie, oogie, oogie. Yep. Get down, boogie, oogie, oogie. You remember that song? Okay. Yeah, I don't, no. no, you need to sing a little more. No, that was all you're going to get. <laughs> I'm nowhere near drunk enough to think I can do karaoke at this moment. I am a big fan of the song Sukiyaki from A Taste of Honey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is a good song. All right. So there we go. And then we have movies. Greece is in the middle of a 16-week run at number one with a strange one-week interruption by Animal House in the sixth week. Animal House. The only reason it's strange is because most of the time when a movie gets knocked off at number one, it doesn't recover. Yeah. Have you seen now they're doing like the uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show thing with Grease now? What? Oh, that may, where people are doing audience participation and people are acting it out in front of the screen? Yeah. Live action. But the thing is they're acting out the Rocky Horror Picture Show while Grease is playing, <laughs> so it makes it even less... <laughs> 
When everyone threw toast in the air, I really wasn't sure what part of that, what song that had to go She's with. The one that I want. I'm imagining they're, they're doing Grease, but dressed as a Rocky Horror Picture Show characters. So like Sandy would be like the the redheaded girl, and what was her name, Josh? Uh, Magenta. Magenta. Yeah. 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 Well, I mix up Magenta and Columbia sometimes. Yeah. But Magenta is the one with the red hair. I mix up Columbia and Josh just rolled for initiative. <laughs> I just wow. dropped my wedding ring. That was a major. Oh, major. <laughs> that was a great joke. It was. <laughs> Where do you keep your? Wo- Never mind. <laughs> it's wedding cock ring. Oh. Hey. Um, where do you keep yours? <laughs> So you, you probably have the AC on a little high if you're getting that much shrinkage. <laughs> I just, yeah, somebody finds somebody finds Josh's ring sitting on the nightstand. Like I didn't realize his fingers were so big. <laughs> I just uh, recently saw a video of Olivia Newton-John in concert, and she did "You're the One That I Want" and actually had. Uh, oh, geez, I'm blanking. Uh, help me out here, Andy uh, Travolta. Yeah, John Travolta, come out and uh, do oh. the duet with her. Like just oh, yeah, from a couple years awesome. ago. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and she looks great. Really yeah, does. yeah, she does. Have you seen? There's a um, no. Yes, you know all those di- the dance uh, video games. Help me out, Josh. What's the name? Of some Just of them? Dance, dance Central. Yeah. Just Dance. Those things. I think Dance Central made one where it's all grease, and you have to do. They have the moves from the movie, We're and you have to sing at the time. same time. Please. Yeah, yeah. So TV. I'm sorry, I just made a Joel joke. I apologize for that. Yeah, that's okay. We, so I tried to yeah, bring I'm up TV too. and ignore it. <laughs> only jo- only Joel. Hey, you know how Joel we joke. feel, Joel. No. Yeah. <laughs> So I feel Joel with shows. Grease. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> well, now I, now I have a show title. <laughs> oh, man. So, top four shows. Oh, my God, this is awesome. Laverne and Shirley, Three's Company, Happy Days, Mork and Mindy. That is not some iconic 70s TV, then I don't know what it is. That is a great lineup. That's, that is. <laughs> I don't even like Three's Company, and that's still a good lineup. Well, when you put it between Laverne and Shirley and Happy Days... That's a that's a good two hours of entertainment right there. You know what I found out this week? Speaking of Laverne and Shirley, um, I found out what Hassenpfeffer is. You know, because incorporated, they say Shamil Shamal's Hassenpfeffer right. Incorporated. Yeah, it's it's a German dish that's made with rabbit and pepper. Yes, huh. I did not know that. It's yummy. You learn something new every day. So I try not to. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with what I know now. I fear change. That's why he dropped it on the floor. Yes, that wasn't change. That was his ring. He said that. That's, that's his only currency now is rings. He just carries a bunch of rings around and pays for things with them. Yeah, like Sonic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, let's get this out of the way. Sports. Oh, boy. This week was a famous Boston massacre where the New York Yankees in the final series of the season swept the Red Sox to complete their meteoric rise to the first place. One month earlier, the Red Sox were 14 games ahead of the Yankees, and their collapse allowed the Yankees to take over first place and knock Boston out of the pennant race. In the series, the Yankees outscored the Red Sox 42-9, outhit them 67-21, averaging 10.5 RPGs and 17 HPGs, all in Boston's own park. And do not ask me what those mean. 10.5 role-playing games and <laughs> 17 hit points. I'm Hit point hit, hit points gains. Gained. Hit points no. hit Runs points per gained, game yes. and hits per game. Okay. Yeah, that's oh. insane. So, so like one month ago in the season, they're 14 games ahead of them, and yeah, by the end of the season, they all they have to do is win one game in the series to knock them, you know, to just at least you know go into a playoff with them. Nope, they lose all the games and, and don't even get to go into the playoffs. Yikes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Forty-two to nine, they were outscored in that series. Whoa. 
So, uh, have you guys ever been paying attention to any of the movie remakes that are coming out? Uh, well, that doesn't seem relevant to our interests at all, Mike. <laughs> Shame on you for bringing that up. <laughs> so, well, this is really kind of niche, but they're making a Gem in the Holograms movie. Oh, yeah, I, oh, I did see that. That's truly outrageous. <laughs> yes, truly, truly, yes. truly outrageous. Who, oh, who is hey. going to be the, oh, who's the lead in that? I did read that. Well, Gem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ask a stupid question. Uh, Joel, this is for you. Yes, sir. Uh, Juliette Lewis has been cast. As one of the misfits? Uh, I don't know, but she's in there with Molly Ringwald also. That would make more sense. That's what Molly Ringwald was going to play Jim, I heard. No, no, no. Aubrey Peoples. Oh, no, I heard. That's what I heard. Jim would be Synergy. I I mean, sorry. uh, Molly Ringwald could be maybe Synergy. Yeah. Did you say uh, Aubrey Plaza? No. No, Aubrey Peoples. Uh, I don't know who that is. Either. Uh, she was in Aubrey Plaza, Shark, Sharknado, and Not Ace Ventura, Pet Detective Junior, <laughs> which was about as popular as Son of the Mask. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, they're making that movie, and we'll talk about it coming up in 2015, 16, 16. If we have time to get ready for it, <laughs> start watching Gem now. Let me put it on show ideas. <laughs> <laughs> 2016 Gem and the Holograms. All right, so now on to the main show. Excuse me. (laughs) He dropped his wedding ring again. (laughs) Godzilla. That that was Sarah finding out about him dropping his ring. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Once again, glad she doesn't listen to the show. I'm going to send her an email. Sarah, listen to the show. Which one? Episode 38. Okay, but that's not how she sounds. (laughs) Why are you whispering? That's not how yeah. email works. <laughs> it is in our world. So they're just, they're just talking to each other like slash p, and then they just talk real quiet. Like no, we can still hear you. <laughs> All right, so that, Joel, was that a Joel yeah. school of a nerd joke? Yes, that was. You are the resident expert Evil. on Godzilla. Oh. Yes. Yes. So please tell us a little bit about Godzilla. Uh, Lead us into the original here. It's uh, it's the first in a series of what they call kaiju films. And kaiju is a, a Japanese term literally translating into strange creature. So it's more or less like the giant rubber monster movies that were popular. Um, and Godzilla, the name comes from the root uh, whale gorilla, which is how they described him when they were pitching the idea that they wanted somewhere between a whale and a gorilla. And this is what they got. But it was a, a film. Sounds like someone was hitting the sake pretty hard when they were coming. <laughs> Possibly. It was looking, looking like a like a whale, <laughs> but a gorilla. A freaking gorilla. And he swears. I love you. <laughs> uh, it's released by the Toho Company in 1954. Uh, majority of the original ones up to uh, the last uh, Terror of Mechagodzilla were directed by Ishiro Honda. He is uh, the original director of the first film, and like I said, the majority of the ones up until 84 when they rebooted the franchise after uh, 1979's Terror of Mechagodzilla. Um, but it uh, spawned a success story and a icon that has now carried us through uh, 28 Japanese films and five American ones so far. And they've, after this re- recent one was released, they've now signed on Gareth Edwards to direct two more. So they're looking to do a three-part, at least, Godzilla franchise in America. And they're still going. The last movie in um, Japan was in 2004, but I'm sure they'll probably want to respond to this one at some point. So it's been going on for a very long ass time. 
Yeah, I read that the first Godzilla originally wasn't a monster movie. They just kind of had to punt at the last second because Toho said, we need a movie and we need it fast. Yeah, I believe... We don't uh, need it to be good, some, we just need it to be fast. There was something in the trivia, I believe. Was it Toho also that did The Seven Samurai? I, they were a big company? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Toho Kabashiki Kishara. I forgot. <laughs> Shut up, Mike. Joel. Shut up. I didn't. Right. But, Note to self. Okay. I'm Japanese sports. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, the production, they, they did, I'm looking at it right now on the trivia for Godzilla, is that the simultaneous production of this film and The Seven Samurai nearly forced uh, Toho into bankruptcy. Wow. Yeah. Thankfully, both Tohodal of them were. Bankruptcy, huh? yeah. I mean, it was it was basically their response. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we got it. It, it was their response to... You took to, the name of the company and I made a joke out of, out of it, Tohodal. What? That's what I did right there. It was basically their response to the release of, of King Kong in 1952. Um, then the Beast of a Thousand Fathoms, of 20,000 Fathoms, was a big success in 53, so up came all the giant monster movies and... This was Japanese answers, which, you know, 60 years later is still relevant. Just yeah. just like Doctor Who. Oh, only less stuff. And not Japanese. And it's actually nothing like Doctor Who. Nope. Except it's, it's longevity. That's all I'm saying. Oh, it's okay. been around and iconic for decades. Children's and their grandchildren and their children's grandchildren. And it's okay. the giant lizard is in both of them. Wait, no, that's just Godzilla. Wait, there is Son of Godzilla, but that was much later. That was like 69, I think. 67. Sorry, I was close. All right. Yeah, I don't know where we're going with this. So the original <laughs> I, was, I lost track a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I've been expecting out. Michael McDonald for like the last five minutes. <laughs> well, yes. like, like I typed in the chat window just a while ago. It's like I was waiting for Godzilla to cut me off any minute while I was just babbling there. <laughs> no, but it was such a good babble. That's a thing. <laughs> well, the original Godzilla will not interrupt a good babble. <laughs> the original one was entitled Gojira. G O J I R A. Came out in 1954. Directed by Ishiro. Or Ishiro. Honda. And, um, Why aren't you giving him shit? I was just about to say, perhaps we should have practiced these names beforehand. <laughs> well, I got it right. I've actually been to Japan, so you can shut your hole. My sister lives there now, so you can both shut your hole. I'm just saying, maybe we should practice. What, your sister lives there, so you now you can speak? I've been there. I, li- I was there for two weeks, and I was in Korea for two months. So, so this name. My sister's bipolar. That doesn't make me crazy. Well. Other, other things make me crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Not that specifically. <laughs> exactly. So we all okay, watched so, the original, right? The original 54, Gojira. Yes. Hi. Not Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Not Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I watched both of them. Well, right. But I assume we all watched both of those, but I would hope to. Yes. Josh? I watched the 54 version. And that was it? Yep. Well, and the new one, you know. Okay. So let's start okay. with the original. Josh, no. Let's start with the original. American nuclear weapons testing results in the creation of a seemingly unstoppable dinosaur-like beast. Well simple i mean it was kind of the reaction to i mean with all of the the nuclear stuff that was going on back then i mean it was kind of their the the original concept from what i understand was a kind of a response to all of that because i mean godzilla basically is a creation of radioactivity and waste and he feeds off of radioactive materials it was originally supposed to be almost like a tale of caution you know like oh you know be careful what you're doing look at you know we don't know what we're doing to the world and what we're creating by dumping all this radiation into it. So it was kind of well, almost a message yeah. type thing. And, and that kind of got lost pretty badly when it came to America. <laughs> well, this one also, remember, the movie was made less than a decade 
just less than a decade from when uh, the bomb got dropped on Hiroshima. Right. So this was really fresh in their minds. So the the perspective from the Japanese to the U.S. is a little different between the bomb is horrible and yeehaw, bombs are awesome. So it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to load yeah. bombs when they're not landing on your backyard. <laughs> yeah. Well, Slim Pickens thinks they're easy to ride, but that's a different movie. We'll talk about that another day. Oh, yes. I hope. So <clears throat> when we talk about Kubrick. Well, Kubrick show. I'm going to have to get really drunk for that. <laughs> <laughs> so the original Godzilla starts out with the fishing boat getting destroyed. And then, strangely enough, they send a second fishing boat. Not fishing boat. They send another boat out to go see what happened to the first boat. Which also sank into the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> so they send a third boat. That burned down, fell over, and then sank into the swamp. We're gonna Finally, they said, let's send lots of things to find out what's going on out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a guy pretty early on who's like, are you really going to send just two boats? <laughs> yeah. It's like... So that that was kind of confusing. That whole movie and was confusing. I have to. Well, I don't know. We'll get into that. I mean, they 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 very early on versus the other films. They 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 start off right at the get go talking about Godzilla. There's no question about who the monster is. I mean, you don't see him necessarily Correct. right away. I agree with that. But from the get go, well, I, I yeah, they do start off from the get go. They start out with like they do jump in feet first, like almost immediately. It's like, oh, here we are playing it. Oh my God, what's that? Oh, we're sinking, and then there's another boat, and it runs into it, and then there's this really long section called the middle, <laughs> where we where, where we're like stuck in this really really like no uh, sexual chemistry romance plot at all. Yeah, there's kind of a romance going on, it's, but it's like she's in love with, with sunglasses and an eye patch. <laughs> well, there's like a love triangle because she's no it's not with, it's 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 so wooden there's like no chemistry at all between any of the three of them that every now and then they just kind of look at each other and go eh. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i mean you know it, i i noticed it was basically 10 minutes in and they were already talking about godzilla and then it was 30 minutes in we still hadn't seen a full godzilla you saw like him peeping over the the hill at that one that one scene but you know they they were still building that tension, which unfortunately it felt some to of the me a lot like it, yeah, it felt to me a lot like Jaws, the original one, where you know they didn't want to show him off too much because it wasn't you know it, it was more about the suspense of building him up than showing him. And it, I almost laughed out loud when I saw Godzilla looking over the hill. Yeah, <laughs> hi, I'm Godzilla. <laughs> it just reminded me of those memes that are like soon. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, in the trivia, did you see that originally Godzilla was supposed to have a cow in his mouth when he looked over the hill? He was supposed to be like chewing on a cow. In Guam? I like jerky. I don't know. I mean, I thought for what it was for the time, I was I was kind of impressed because, I mean, it was very melodramatic. It had some really intense moments right from the get-go. I mean, even just the first scene on the ship was pretty intense. Um, and I thought one of the, the coolest things about it that I didn't really see carry over too much was – how they had this real steady kind of drumbeat building tension, like in the very early parts of the film. And it's all so dark it, that it's it felt very hard to King see stuff. Kong-y. And that's, I'm sure that's exactly why they did it, is they were trying to tie it in. Um, but I mean, the whole thing was fairly intense. It was fairly dramatic. Um, and it, for whatever reason, over time, it just got more and more silly uh, the, the longer it went on. But well, I rem- here's the thing. It's like when I remember watching the movie, I remember thinking, "Oh wow, these the miniatures were so cool that they had these. They worked so hard on making the miniatures look like a little town. It looks like they're dumping a bucket of water on a train." 
Like, like a train table. I don't my, know about that. My favorite is the two guys in the first boat that go down, that goes down, the two guys sitting there in the telegraph room, like, beep, 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 beep. and then you could just clearly see two streams of water as two buckets of water are thrown on them, and they're just like, oh, Apparently, and they fall backwards. Japanese radio men are allergic to water. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, no. And, and water. Giant tidal waves come in, like, in tiny little streams. <laughs> Uh, one of the first things I noticed is all up until the point where Professor Yamane gets involved, everyone who talks about it being a monster is looked at like they're crazy. And then you get to the point, Professor Yamane steps up and everyone just starts clapping. Yeah. And then he's like, it's a monster. And everyone's like, oh, well, if Dr. Yamane says it's a monster, I guess it's a monster. Yay. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got an eye patch. meeting and say bugs. Well, he didn't have the eye patch. He's the guy no. with the mustache. He's the older professor. Oh, the mustache yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, the okay. old doctor guy. Yeah. I had to say that the the argument scene where they they're like we should not let the public know about this it'll cause an uproar and then the really group the group of really angry women in the corner like <laughs> you're an idiot and he just goes shut up <laughs> yeah that yeah, was no. argument. <laughs> I love that he's like that's your that's his argument like you're a woman we don't care <laughs> yeah I'm flip flopping leave the boy in the well <laughs> yay. But that's just that's just such a great argument. Just shut up. <laughs> See, and I disagree. I thought I thought that the the sets for the time, considering it was fifties, I thought they looked pretty good. And and you know the fact that the guys in a big rubber suit, there's no real stop motion. Um, there was no like Harryhausen stuff going on. It was all practical little miniatures with a guy in a suit. And I thought the way that they did it was pretty effective. I mean, obviously it's dated and they could do different things now that would be better, but yeah. And it was a movie that was made for one and a half million dollars in 1954. That said, you can look and I, I remember turning to my wife when you see the guys operating the train and all of a sudden you can see it's a model train. I'm like, oh, those guys are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as the train becomes a toy train, you know, Godzilla is going to get it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Which is amazing because, again, in the trivia, the Godzilla suit weighed in at about 200 pounds. Jeez. Uh, holy cat. Oh, yeah. The guy who was wearing it, despite the fact that they cut vents to, like, drain sweat and to give him some air, he was regularly passing out after only wearing the suit for three minutes because it was so hot. Jeez. What? Uh, what? <laughs> it's like, that's why Godzilla just popped over the corner of the over that mountain. Yeah. Hey, I'm Godzilla. I'm coming. <laughs> he was scripted to climb that hill, and he's like, he just passed out. He's like, I can't make it. Well, did you notice there was a lot of like wipes and fades and cuts, just very similar to what George Lucas used in Star Wars in in seventy seven. Yeah, I, I noticed that a oh, lot. Yeah. I was like, "Wow!" I don't know if that was just a trend back then or whether he took it from Godzilla, but it really stuck out. In oh, my he mind. he says that he took it from Godzilla. Oh, did he? Okay. He said that Godzilla, the miniatures and that sort of thing, was something that he, di- you know, directly yeah, took the idea from. From all kinds of sources. places. Yeah. Okay. Now let's talk about the oxygen killing device. <laughs> yeah. Oxygen. Okay. Oxygen yeah. destroyer. Okay. <laughs> Unless I, we're in like, I can't even take it seriously. It's like, it <laughs> we're going to throw this in the ocean, <laughs> and it's going to destroy all the oxygen. I, I like how he says, "Oh, yeah, all this is all that's going to happen is it's going to turn the bay into just a giant death trap." Oh, that's all. It's just, yeah. it's just going to turn Oops. the bay into a cemetery. That's all. He says. He says to the country whose main uh, source of food is fishing. Yeah, <laughs> it's all it's going to do is kill everything in the bay. That's it. And we hope it stops there, but we don't know for sure. By destroying the oxygen. Yep. Yeah. 
which apparently makes you turn into a skeleton. Well, instantaneously. Yes. Oh my. Which is why he's stuck around down there because he's like, well, they're going to be pissed if I go back up. So <laughs> I might as well just <laughs> stay down here. The fishing industry is forever crippled. Apparently, it will only destroy the oxygen, though, in living things. It won't destroy the oxygen that's actually in the hydrogen, you know, dioxide or the dihydrogen oxide water. You know, water was just fine. How explain that? If it's destroying oxygen, how is the water going to be fine? It'd just become hydrogen, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And float away. What and then the all, thing? Then, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say then then it just spreads, and then all the oxygen is gone, and then you know, life as we know it is is just gone. I mean, you got rid of Godzilla, yay, yay! <laughs> but you got rid of everything. Who wins? Ishida wins. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying, Josh. Uh, one of the things that I didn't get at first is that Yamane's Sex. daughter was actually engaged through arranged marriage to Eyepatch Guy. And then she was going to break it off because she always thought of him as an older brother. Like, I, I missed that they were actually engaged to be married. And uh, she she was specifically breaking off that engagement so she could get engaged to Ogata, who has the great strategy of immediately before asking her father's permission to decide to contradict him on the thing that he's upset about at dinner. Yes! Oh yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> I've always way to butter him up. That's the best way to get to the father's heart. And be like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong, and you're stupid. By the way, I'd like to marry your daughter. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have said that. And I would like her to break off her engagement to him that you arranged. Right, you're wrong <laughs> again. Oh, uh, so I don't. I don't even. Know. I mean, despite <laughs> all the silliness, honestly, at the at the root of it all, I mean, I literally walked away from that original viewing feeling like I understood why it's so popular, and I and I it, to me it it really was an example of. Um, it was good filmmaking for what they were trying to do at the time, and I thought still held up pretty well, in in my opinion. Yeah, I disagree. <laughs> I don't. I'm. Go ahead, Pat. I hated this movie. <laughs> oh boy. I was so bored watching this. I couldn't even. I mean, I stopped it six different times because I just would. would I just found myself losing focus, not even paying attention. I'd have to stop it and rewind it and watch it over again because I would. My mind would just be drifting. It was just. I couldn't. It couldn't capture me in any way at all. The 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 acting was awful. The the subtitling was was just. I don't know. It it didn't even flow. Like I don't know if it was just a matter of the bad translation or something, but like. The language just didn't flow very well. It was just horrible to follow. The effects were awful. I disagree that it was good filmmaking. I mean, I, I I know what they were trying to do, and it just it just looked like it almost looked juvenile. You know, the the special effects to me. I mean, I just I don't know. I was not impressed, and I just did not. I've never seen a Godzilla movie in my life. This was the first time I've ever watched a Godzilla movie, and I just don't understand the fascination. That's a good place to start. Yeah, I mean, See. but I mean, I, and and w- even watching it though, I mean, I don't, I don't even, I didn't have the desire to watch more. It wasn't like I was like, okay, this is interesting. You know, I want to explore it some more. It was just like, okay, yeah, I don't understand. And well, I watched the Raymond Burr version. Hmm? They were speaking Japanese. You weren't supposed to understand. Ha ha ha. See, I remember oh. when I was a kid watching Godzilla movies and loving them. I was scared shit of them really how many yeah oh okay this is where you okay no oh boy cue the point where everybody starts making fun of mike <laughs> yay okay. no, i'm just imagining like a godzilla figure like tearing apart the turkey curtain wait backyard. Yeah. hold on let me turn off my game of math i don't want to lose my spot <laughs> <laughs> okay let's go so all of you have been in my grandparents apartment back when they lived there right i don't yes. remember what it looked like yeah no well there's like the apartment it was old you know chicago style apartment there's an old living room then there's a dining room then there's a little hallway connecting the kitchen to everything else 
I would put on the TV in the dining room or the living room all the way at the other side of the, of the apartment. Okay. And then I would stand in the doorway from the kitchen and the dining room mm-hmm. and watch from there. Wow. <laughs> because you never know. That's how. And then come over. You watching this? Yep. You want to come in here? Nope. Fine, right here. I'm perfectly fine. Turn right it? here. Yeah. You want me to turn this off? No. I'm watching it from back there. Yep. All right. Did you sit in the chair? Or did you stand there? Well, there was a little like a little stool that I would sit on. <laughs> the scary <laughs> stool. The scary stool. But my point is the fact that I, besides the fact that I had an issue with Godzilla movies. Yeah. <laughs> Was the ones that I remember were the awesome Godzilla fighting other monsters, fighting Ghidorah, fighting Mothra, Son of Godzilla, all these, all these, like the Royal Rumbles of Godzilla movies. I think if I was at it, when I was that age, if I tried to sit down and watch Godzilla, I would be confused because I didn't know what the hell was going on because Godzilla was hardly ever on the, on there. And it, he wasn't fighting anybody. To me, Godzilla has always been Godzilla fighting other monsters, befriending small children for some reason, and fighting to save the planet from the alien invaders and that sort of thing. I think I, I, in fact, I know that I would have hated the original Godzilla if I had watched it when I was a kid. But the fact that I was watching, you know, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla and Godzilla versus space Godzilla and that sort of thing I, I, just drew me in. I never knew that he was supposed to be, like, the good guy. Uh, in this first one, he wasn't so much. Right. Right, that's yeah. why it, it, was, it didn't seem like any kind of shock to me. I was like, yeah, okay, then whatever, he's a monster. I, I, I never knew in all those Godzilla versus blah, blah, blah that he was, like, protecting the Earth. Or yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm not as overwhelmingly a fan of it as Joel is, but uh, I was surprised at a few things. That they did spend so much time on character development, even though the characters weren't super interesting. It did have kind of a slow burn, like, uh, I don't know, like a mystery or an old film noir. Uh, and I, I will give it credit for the effects of the time, but it's worth saying that this is 20 years after King Kong, and King Kong looks better in terms of the effects. I agree like if, with that, yes. yes. Yeah, I mean, 1933 was King Kong. This is 1954. The stop motion would have well, been a much better choice than the, the guy in the giant suit who passes out everything. They they did say that he that they tried to find somebody in Japan that could do the like Ray Harryhausen-type magic stuff for the, for the miniatures and all that, but they couldn't find anybody to do it. Well, I, and they found out how much it would cost. The way that, that they too. did this was... Quite a bit cheaper, and as a low-budget giant monster movie, uh, I honestly think that it was actually pretty good. I mean, it had some dated pacing, uh, but you did have like the B-story kind of uh, romance subplot, and they did accomplish what they were going for, which was to bestow a creature with the godlike terror that the atom bomb has for the Japanese. And they did, I think they were successful in communicating that. It definitely was a tragic story. I mean, it is it is not a sci-fi adventure or a monster movie like we like we would put that into that category. Right. It is a it is a tragedy. Yeah, I mean, you even have scenes that are reminiscent of war movies uh, right before a city gets bombed with, like, the mother and child huddled in the doorway talking about soon we'll be with daddy. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, that part caught me off guard. I was like, wait, this is Godzilla? What? (laughs) Yeah. Well, remember also, I mean, like I said before, this is less than 10 years since, you know, Hiroshima. uh, Hiroshima. This, I mean, this is, imagine, you know, 9-11, 100 times worse. Yeah. 
plus we're also used to, you know, when we were growing up and the UHF channels would replay all the old Godzilla movies on and all you usually saw were the fight scenes when the big rubber suits where he's using his tail to bounce and he's jumping up and down at the end and, you know, just the goofiness it was. And this is kind of like where it started. So kind of like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies where the original Freddy Cougar was frightening. I mean, he was he was a frightening figure, but as he slowly progressed over the, the film franchise, he became more about one liners and and silliness. Um, it's the same thing, you know, this just kind of, they found what was popular and they just ran with it. And I mean, they're still running with it to some extent. Yeah, and beat it into the ground. Like, exactly. And that's, I think why I appreciated this so much more is that it was because it was what I, I thought it could be. Um, and I, and granted he kind of became the, the anti-hero later on, but here, this is what I, I don't know. I thought it felt fresh to me. It felt new, kind of like you're seeing it from a different perspective. Uh, I really did like the Godzilla theme and uh, was happy to hear that the music continues on through the later movies. And we'll talk more about the use of music in the remake after the break. So Wait. what hmm? I was going no, to say, let's let's fast forward two years to where Mr. Perry Mason, Raymond Burr, decides that this would be a good time to market this to the American people. And by doing so, he figured, what better way than to edit myself into the film, create a sub-story with myself involved, and narrate the entire travesty. Now, why do you why do you dump on Raymond Burr? Was it like his idea, or I, that I'm not sure? Did he just get picked out to do it? I thought yeah, I had read somewhere was, that no, he was picked to do it, he, and. The rumor was that he only had one day to do it, and they filmed all his scenes in 24 hours, which is actually not true. He would, you know, but he he squeezed in for like four days. He he flew out to Tokyo for like four days to film all his scenes, and then flew back. So yeah, it wasn't like his baby or anything. He was he was definitely hired for it. And I don't think it's unreasonable considering the time that they believe that an all Japanese movie with an all Japanese cast would not sell very well to American audiences. We've pointed out its proximity to World War II. I mean, they were on the other side of America in that war. Right. And I think what? that's I spoilers. I I think that was a a big part of it and and probably You're why they idiot. did make it so heavy. <laughs> But I mean, it 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 felt like a different movie to me. Granted, there were things that were the same, uh, and there was a lot that was and, there. And okay, and not just like, oh wow, that's the same plot line or this. No, it's the same damn scenes. <laughs> well, but they changed it though enough that there was a whole subplot that made him part of it, with new actors portraying the other characters from behind. This I was thought that, basically this was basically Kung Pao the you know, you know Kung Pao the movie Enter the Fist but done seriously. That's, <laughs> I just I and they cleaned it up a lot so it looked nicer. Um, but I just I found the the narration to be overdone and frustrating. Um, I, I was not a fan of this personally. I mean, I I enjoyed it for what it was, and I didn't mind watching it again because it felt like a different movie. But he just was so ham fisted and so I felt like he was shoved into it so much that I just that, that was Raymond Burr. Have you ever seen Perry Mason? <sighs> well, he was much bigger <laughs> then. That's after he yeah, ate but, Raymond Burr. No, I'm talking about early Perry, Perry Mason. Like, I mean, he just he was always very, very ham fisted. He was like Shatner before Shatner was. I don't know. I'm, yeah, that. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that uh, Raymond Burr is also no, is known as the straight line deliverance. You know, he no straight line. Don't say that. What? <laughs> Square like a big bird. I mean, there were a lot of rumors about you know Raymond Burr, but come on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it just to me, I think what frustrated me was that they took this kind of pure uh, film that uh, kind of reflected Japan at at the time and they Americanized it in such a way that it, it felt totally different. The whole point was lost. And I mean, you know, I, I don't know that we can call spoilers on a movie that's, you know, 60 years old, but 
I mean, they didn't, he didn't die. Godzilla didn't really die at the end in the same way. They don't really talk about it. And it just kind of, I don't know, it just that's, felt like that's they, what I was talking about, you know, earlier when it. I said that they, yeah, we, we brought it over here and, and, and lost the, the message of, because they were trying, it was supposed to be a cautionary tale about, you know, the use of nukes and we bring, you know, bring it over to America and just turn it into, just turn it into a monster movie. <laughs> Well, it turned into a monster movie, and then the sentiment, the Japanese sentiment, was still there in the United States at this time. So it was like, yeah, not only did we nuke them, then the monster came and yeah. kicked their ass too. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, so, so I mean, it, it, America was like, yeah. So in a roundabout way, we got Tokyo too. Yeah, USA. <laughs> and then uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone came out and sang "America, Fuck Yeah." <laughs> That didn't happen, but I, I don't know. I was I was disappointed, and I think part of another part that disappointed me even more was that I a friend of mine, Brian, who listens to the show. Hi, Brian. Um, Tommy the Duck, Hi, and Brian. is a friend of mine. He and his son watched this one first, and they literally turned it off because they were so like just. I mean, they just they didn't get into it at all. And I think part of it is because of the narration and the way Raymond Burr presented it, and that kind of made me sad because they missed out on I thought a, a good. A good entry into the series, and also oh, partial. Oh, I was going to say also partially because Godzilla looks like an angry avocado. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too, but delicious. he makes a mean guacamole. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's a taco. No, I was going to say Raymond Raymond Burr. He went. He took a, a. He made a stylistic choice and decided to play the reporter character to the hilt. And he was, you, you know, even his narration delivery was like that staccato of the old-time reporter that he was going for. It just, it's kind of off-putting. It really was. Well, and the whole end scene where he's, Godzilla's finally stomping Tokyo, doing what he's there to do, and Raven Burr's just, like, sitting up in the in the building, and then Godzilla did this, and he did that, <laughs> and oh my, look at yeah, he's, like, he's, like, he's like Edward R. Murrow just reporting the facts. <laughs> he's, I must go now. And then he the building collapses on him, and he's in the hospital. I, I, I don't know. I was disappointed. Oh, no. They say he's got to go. Go, go. <laughs> Godzilla. Oh, no. There goes Tokyo. <laughs> See? See, you guys want to take a break? Is it time already? I've still got two more movies to talk Yeah, about. we got a couple more. Godzilla versus... A couple more? We can do a quick rundown on the other films. I don't know that we want to give as much time to them, obviously. Well, I mean, I, I watched... Joel wants I watched, to talk about them for sure. I well, I just want to at least touch on the two other ones I watched. Um... Because I did, I, I I got to a point where I felt like a little kid, and I just I wanted to kind of relive some of the uh, the stuff that I watched as a kid. And but a, part of me is a completionist, so I wanted to see them in order. So I, I kind of did a little trade off. So I watched Godzilla Raids again. It was actually uh, made in in '55, uh, right after the original Godzilla was made, but um, it was not released in the U.S. until '59. Um, right after the first one was released. But because of other issues, they called him Gigantus. They didn't reference Godzilla at all. They never said his name. They showed clips of the original movie and referred to him as a, a similar monster. But Gigantus is the one that is on the, the attack this time, even though it's still Godzilla. And in the Japanese version, they refer to him as Godzilla. But in America, they called him Gigantus. Um, and it was the first time that they went ahead and tried the monster versus monster thing, which basically ran the entire franchise after that. Um because there's this kind of an Ankylosaurus that comes out and they fight and it uh, he more or less saves the city, but he's still kind of the bad guy. And they don't explain how he comes back from the dead because he's not technically Godzilla. Um, <laughs> and I don't I don't know that I that there is I'm sure there's a subtitle version somewhere, but the only one that I could get in my hands on was the 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 sub uh, dubbed one. So it was the Americanized version of it, which was kind of funky. But the uh, ever present professor. 
when they did Godzilla 1984, God, Return of Godzilla, which incidentally <laughs> Raymond Burr took <laughs> to America, edited himself in, and made Godzilla 1990 or 1985. Um, but this one featured all right, <laughs> right? Um, two other monsters titanosaurus who was an underwater monster that jumped up and down a lot and then mechagodzilla who was piloted by space aliens who brought him to earth to take over the planet and godzilla had fought before almost died defeated him and then now he's back for more and this was actually the last film that was directed by yashiro honda uh, before he took a bow from any future godzilla films so so let's do a quick rundown right before we break of the classic Godzilla foes. We've got Mothra, of course, who's a giant insect moth thing. Mothra! Mothra. Uh, let's see. There's Gam- uh, Gamera. Yeah. He's the big... Gamera. He, he's, and these are the, incidentally names of space many, many independent bands, by the way. Lots of big bands. <laughs> they name themselves He's a too. giant space turtle, and to fly, he tucks his feet and... and paws i guess in that's correct and jets come out of him and he spirals through the sky that's right i have no idea how he steers <laughs> what it's, yeah it's true why don't i why Gamera don't i see his... that monster listed in, in any of these titles i will find where, where would i find him where would i want to see some on the island of monsters Gamera, yeah Gamera was like an entirely different offshoot yeah. i don't think Gamera ever fought uh did he not the lot of the care the, the main villains from the film or and or people that help godzilla spawned their own films as well <laughs> um like mothra and and i believe get well, had just his like own a whole film. ridiculous like subculture of all this yeah stuff. no yeah. Kai, kaiju is a big thing that's that's a whole a whole thing in and of itself overseas there you go, Pat. I'm sending you a uh, list of pictures of Gamera flying <laughs> in the chat. And if you if you um, watch Pacific Rim that came out a couple of years ago, I mean that's what they call they call them kaiju's. I mean kaiju. But I mean, I've never been a big monster movie fan, so I'm, I didn't go see that. I've never, like I said, I've never seen any of these. Or oh yeah, it spawned a whole bunch of sub uh, of other movies tied loosely <laughs> with this one. Um, Rodan, that's another one, not the painter, but yeah, Rodan, I was uh, always under the impression that Rodan and Gamera actually fought Godzilla, but just looking at the list of movies, it doesn't look like that actually happened. No, it's just it, those were an offshoot, but I think <sighs> they're for a part of the creatures from Monster Island that you know all come and get involved. Um, and yeah, they has a lot of them had their own uh movies i'm trying to see here if there was any other ones that jumped out at me but go ahead with what you're saying josh i didn't mean to interrupt. Well, and just uh, running down the list we've got Ghidorah, who's the three-headed kind of monster zero yeah dinosaur dragon thing uh we talked about uh hedora who's the smog monster yeah uh ebira who was the sea monster the horror of the deep megalon i don't know anything about megalon mm, i don't remember megalon how about Biolante? <laughs> He's a popular one. I, I'm guessing he was a giant mariachi. No, people people were hoping that they were going to bring... <laughs> he, he was a porn star that went both ways. I heard some people saying that they wanted Biolante to come back in the new the new franchise. Oh, I mean, along with Mothra, of course, but... Okay, Megalon was a giant beetle-looking thing that had the two hands full of spikes that spun. Okay. And he had, like, an antenna on his head. Well, Biolanta is like a giant, like, plant monster Godzilla dragon head thing. I don't know. It's weird looking. Look it up. And what about Destoroya, which is just basically the word destroyer thrown into Destoroya? It's, it's also a, uh, it's also <laughs> a, like a car name. energy efficient car, right? That's right. <laughs> yes. Yep. The Honda Destoroya. <laughs> 
called it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and then, is there a difference yeah. between Ghidorah and King Ghidorah? Uh, apparently, he was knighted at some point, and or I don't know, not knighted, but <laughs> yeah, he got he got a promotion. He got a promotion, right, from <laughs> Prince Ghidorah to King Ghidorah. I, I, there's, yeah, I'm not real familiar with that, unfortunately. I know at one point or another they graft Mechagodzilla's head into the middle of Ghidorah. Oh, that's So you've got these two dragon heads and the robot head in the middle. Mechagodzilla's I mean, a badass. Mechagodzilla's a badass, but I want to say roughly uh, 1967, they started hitting up some heavy drugs at Toho Studios because Son of Godzilla, Destroy oh. All Monsters, and then... These, I mean, the monsters just kept getting more and more ridiculous. Oh, we got we got this Mecha Godzilla head sitting in the back that we didn't use in the first movie. Oh, we'll stick him on Ghidorah. We got a new monster. You know, <laughs> it's like Greek mythology. Just keep adding things together to make more monsters. I don't know. Speaking of Son of Godzilla, I, I had to mention a little special mention there that um, I remember very distinctly. I was at it being babysat by somebody. Um, when I was a kid and while we were at their house and they had one of those little like 24 inch color TVs in the kitchen. And I remember watching son of Godzilla on that TV and watching little, the little son of Godzilla walking around and, and jumping up and down like his dad and thinking that was just like the weirdest thing. Just saying. All right. <laughs> just a little fun, little side story. So did you want to mention King Kong versus Godzilla from 1963? Sure. Okay. Who King Kong it? versus Godzilla 1963. <laughs> it happened. Who won? It, it was a, a tie. <laughs> Somebody got, count, somebody got counted out of the ring? Chuck Norris actually won. <laughs> Chuck Norris. I don't know. That's a good question, actually. I don't want to give spoilers, but uh, let's see. I'm guessing in Japan it was Godzilla, and in America they edited in a King Kong winning, is my guess. Um, King Kong and Godzilla's plummet in the ocean. Split decision in the 10th round went <laughs> five... Who is oh, the referee? Here it is. A spectacular duel is arranged on the summit of Mount Fuji, and King Kong is victorious, but after he has won. That's what it says. Mm. That's very uh, vague. But after so, he has won, dot, dot, and then dot. dot, dot. <laughs> right, there's ellipses after it. It's like oh, something you, I wrote. Either that or E. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. Is, is everything capitalized? And, under uh, lowercase. I mean, I mean lowercase? No. It's not that stupid. Oh wait! <laughs> Shut up. That's my that's my style. Exactly. You think you're EE Cummings? I know. On your face. Is it break time? I think it's break. It time. is. I got a pee. Well, all right then. <laughs> On your face. <laughs> and break. So we waited as others ran by us. We waited and heard all the screams. We waited by the empty Koban. As the policemen came apart at the seams As the flames lit The Tokyo Tower The skies lit With orange and brown All the people were screaming in terror Excuse me. Hello. Yeah, still. What did you have for dinner? Tokyo. Mothra. Yeah. Uh, Welcome back. We are talking about Godzilla now. Uh, and we were talking about Godzilla God- before. before right. We talking about him now as yes. well. Yes, and now we're talking about him now as well. Thank you for that. <laughs> Whatever that was. Yes, so there's another spoiler warning. We're going to talk about the 2014 Godzilla movie. It just came out a couple weeks ago. So if you don't want to hear about it... Well, congratulations for making it this long on a subject you're not interested in. <laughs> we'll pause and come back later. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Mike, Mike stopped himself because he's like, I don't want to say don't listen. <laughs> Let's yeah, see. Like, I don't read comic books. I've never gamed. I've never played video games. Never seen a movie. Uh, I'm not much of a geek. I like sports a lot and uh, sewing. So I'll, I'll keep listening. Some guy heard we do a sports section now in, in this weekend. So like, <laughs> right, let's listen. I like sports. <laughs> I used to beat these guys nope. up in high school. <laughs> yeah. So Godzilla has been made and remade many times. Before 2014, the last thing I recall was the Godzilla 1998 with Matthew Broderick that was made. I will have watched it. Joel watched it again for some reason. He's a glutton for punishment. I guess. Yeah, but then yeah, we know what the things that Joel watches. So I've seen enough of it to know I didn't want to watch the whole thing. Well, I just finished it before we started recording, and and my thought process was I keep reading these little you know blog sniper blog people whatever you want to call them that. Are like you know comparing it the 1998 one to the 2014. So I figured if we're going to talk about it, we might as well cover as much as possible. I would have liked to watch Godzilla 1984 and 85, but they weren't streaming. So yes, I sat through all two and a half hours of Roland Emmerichness. So mm-hmm. did you want me to speak about it at this point? Is that where we're at? Yes. Yes. Well, surprisingly, the the opening credits to the movie are very similar to the Godzilla 2014 credits, which incidentally, outside of the credits to seven or uh, one of the cooler credits I've seen in the last decade, um, it has all the, the usual cast of 90s regulars in there. It's got Maria Patillo, Matthew Broderick, um, uh, Hank Azaria, um, and Jean Renault, who is on really still at his high point there after all the Luc Besson films. But... Um, Basically, Roland Emmerich, if you're not familiar with him, he's the king of big-budget disaster flops. He doesn't really make good big-budget movies, but they keep giving him <laughs> money for some reason. He's kind of like the low-rent Michael Bay, who's the lower-rent James Cameron. Um, he did 2012. Uh, he did The Day After Tomorrow. Uh, Godzilla, obviously. Um, uh, he just does these really giant disaster movies that never make money. And I don't know why they keep giving him money, but they do. Um there's a lot of flaws in this movie. Like, for one, Godzilla is big into eating things that aren't radioactive. So they lure him out with fish, um, a huge pile of fish, and that becomes a thing later. Um, you see him within the first, I don't know, it's like five minutes in, and you're already seeing the full Godzilla. So there's no real teasing or buildup. Um, he's skinny in this, which I've heard some people say that the current Godzilla is Americanized and fat, which I think he's closer to the original Godzilla, personally. Than in this yeah, one. he's more avocado-like in the new one. Right. <laughs> Here he's more like an iguana that's been blown up than a kaiju. But um, the special effects are really good. They're done by Patrick Tutopoulos, who, if any of you watch Face Off, you're familiar with his work. He um, is also known for um, the Underworld series of films. Um, hmm. uh, what else? They, they do this whole thing about Godzilla laying 200-plus eggs in Madison Square Gardens which incidentally leads to basically Jurassic Park in New York. Um, but just in Madison Square Gardens, it's two and a half hours, which is a half an hour plus another hour too long. Turns into a big comedy. They blow up Madison Square Garden spoilers um, with missiles from a jet, and they somehow control the explosion so it doesn't completely destroy all the other buildings around it or kill your four heroes that are running out of the building at that exact moment, um, which then leads to Godzilla popping out from the wreckage. Ta-da! Um, and then they start chasing him around they kill him. Uh, and then one of the eggs hatches. So they leave it open for a sequel. Now here's, here's the kicker with all of it. As I was watching the movie, I was about an hour into it and I stopped and I was just kind of thinking about it. I'm like, okay, so he's more of like a giant mutated iguana is what they made him look like. 
And I thought to myself, if they would have made this movie and called it even just a giant iguana monster or anything other than Godzilla, they didn't stab, stick that tag on it. It's a fun movie. They Granted, they treat him like he's a big raptor and they make him look like he's an iguana. But if it was made as just a giant monster movie in the 90s, I, I could have gotten behind it. This is a common theme. We've said this in on several different shows where we're like, if this had been something else not attached to this franchise, it would have been a decent movie. <laughs> we yeah. said that about Conan the Barbarian, the remake. We said that about one of the Alien movies. We said that about this. Yeah. I mean, we've said it several times. Alien 3, I think, is what we were talking about. That if yeah. it would yeah. have been... It, go ahead, Pat. No, 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 no go ahead. You, or Josh, one of you were going to say something. No, I just said, yeah, I was agreeing with you guys. Oh. Well, that's probably the best thing I've ever heard you say. I mean, I, I sat there once I switched my brain from thinking, OK, this is a Godzilla movie to just saying this is a giant, silly movie about a monster who's, you know, attacking New York. It was fun. I mean, I actually kind of enjoyed it more taking that part out of it, because the more I thought about it being Godzilla, the more angry I got because it just was not remotely close to Godzilla. It wasn't big enough. He wasn't he didn't have any of the same mannerisms, the, the same history, nothing. It was just there was I a brand you said new you were glad you watched it. I mean, I was. I was because I could appreciate it this time. The first time around, I got, I got kind of angry because I'm like, it's not Godzilla. But this time around, I took that part out of it, and I ended up at the end of it thinking that was really fun. I mean, if you were laying around on a Saturday afternoon, you didn't have anything to do. It was raining outside. You were bored. You had nothing going on. I would put that movie in and watch it just for the hell of it. But I wouldn't call it Godzilla. You want the movie that is a great giant monster movie that's not called Godzilla? The Host. Oh, God, that's a fantastic movie. The Koreans did that right. That is such a good movie. Yeah, that is a giant monster movie that is not Godzilla done correctly. Yeah, my mom and sister told me I needed to watch it, so they were, loaned me their copy, and I fell in love. I've got a, such a good, such a good movie. No love yeah. for you guys for uh, Cloverfield. I like Cloverfield too. I liked it. I like I like Cloverfield a lot. Clo- Cloverfield, especially the only thing I, the only thing I didn't like it is I'm not a big fan of the whole like found footage type movies. Right. But I like I, I liked Cloverfield. Well, and the other thing is, if you want to see something where I think they did the did the right thing instead of making a uh, another Godzilla movie, was we talked about earlier Pacific Rim. I mean, that's a, a fine example of taking that concept and changing it up, making it something new, and adding a new element to it because it's basically a Godzilla movie but with giant robots fighting instead of Godzilla. Well, no, Pacific Rim was the Gundam. Was it, what were the name of the giant robot guys that we played with, Joel? Robotech? Battletech? Not Robotech. No, the guy with the one head, the rockets for fingers. Oh, the, the Shogun Warriors? Shogun Warriors. It was a Shogun Warrior movie. I mean, but the, the giant monsters came from, you know, another portal in another dimension. So it's kind of, I mean, they're not from Monster Island. They don't feed on radioactivity, but they all had special powers like the monsters do in all the Godzilla movies. Everyone has their own separate little thing like Mothra you know, screams this sonic blast that comes out or, you know, Mechagodzilla's got uh, everything. But th- that's kind of what I saw it as. But I can see where you're going with that, too, with the Shogun Warriors, for sure. Yeah. All right. So are we ready to talk about the movie we all just watched this year's Godzilla? I watched it last Saturday. I watched, I watched it last night. night. Oh, yeah. you guys are twinsies. I watched it a couple hours ago. <laughs> it's really fresh in your mind. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, now, yeah. You, you, so you guys all listen to what I said and you watched it before you watched the original before going to see the remake right yes yes okay uh-huh. so who's first not all at once <laughs> right <laughs> okay i'll go i guess i'll go first um yeah i 
I would like to say, first of all, this felt very much like I was watching Cloverfield more than I was watching a Godzilla movie. Hmm. I I actually liked well, this movie. Wait a second. I didn't You've only it. watched one other Godzilla movie, so how can you compare? But I'm just saying, no, I'm I'm just saying, like, I felt like there was a lot more of the other bugs than there was Godzilla, is my point in saying that. And those bugs were a lot more like the Cloverfield bug. So that's all I'm saying is like there I didn't I didn't think there was enough Godzilla in the Godzilla movie is my point. But did did any of the four of, or four of you, did any of the other three of you ever see <clears throat> Gareth Edwards uh first big movie to make it Monsters? No. Yes. And, and in that movie, how much did you actually see the aliens? You don't see him much at all. Exactly. I mean, but I think he's... we saw we saw the, the 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 flying guy and the other guy plenty mm. and I just feel like there should have been more Godzilla in a movie. Oh. Than- Godzilla. I got gotcha. you. That makes more sense now. I understand. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think the way they presented Godzilla, every time you saw Godzilla, it was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. I agree with I, you on that. I think the thing that they like, did that, that they did best, and it was it was the moment, the only moment in the entire movie that really made me go, "Oh wow!" Was uh, the second time that Godzilla roared, because the first time it was almost like they undersold it on purpose, because when he did his 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 roar thing or whatever, not the radioactive breath, but just his scream or whatever, you know, it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, well, that wasn't kind of whatever." But then the second time he did it, it was almost like he was like super pissed right before battle, and he went to go, you know, and he just did that super. You know, and I was like, "Okay." that was pretty cool so that to me was the best part of the movie did anybody get really excited when they first do that kind of pan up on him the first time you see all of him i got real excited when that happened and then they cut away and they showed him you know fighting and on the tv in the background which i thought was clever but i was so excited at that point to actually see him do some throw down yeah i was just annoyed that they they kept cutting away i was like damn it show them fighting if you're gonna (laughs) right well it was it it was a tease i know it was that slow build up to it i mean you're seeing it on the tv and you're seeing just the little bits and pieces of it It, when i watched this movie i was 10 years old again exactly sitting in my grandparents kitchen (laughs) yeah i was gonna say did did you run to the back of the theater (laughs) i ran to the very back of the theater and sat back there um no i mean when i really like the 2014 godzilla I mean, I thought that the buildup was really cool, that you had the initial, that Godzilla was not the first monster that you saw, I thought was pretty sweet, that you had the bug alien, bug, uh, you know, the big, the bug creatures running around cockroach for a little while for, yeah. yeah, cockroach, moth, the mutos, uh, the mutos. Yeah. Um, them running around. Ken Watanabe, uh, is that right? Watanabe. 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 He was good, but it's just like he just walked around the whole movie looking either despair or just, oh, we're going to kill Godzilla. Please don't do this. He doesn't really add a hell of a lot, in my opinion. He could have gone with the he was like, Asian man. Yeah, I mean, he, he was just the dissenting voice. Now, Brian Cranston... As the I know you're hiding something here, I thought for those as long as he was in the movie, I thought he was great. Yeah. Especially when they had him locked in that room and he's like going off on where's my son? I know you have something hidden here. As they're looking at all of his data that just completely corresponds with the stuff that just happened ten minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, and it's like when they when they first showed the you know, the building collapsing, you know, the, the nuclear reactor collapsing, and they show the kid, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. well, they just killed both his parents. I guess this movie's about the kid, and then suddenly they reveal, oh, Brian Cranston. Cranston's character still alive. They're like, yay, he's still alive. All right, Brian Cranston, woohoo! And, and yeah. then they kill him. And then, I'm like, yeah. damn it, stop killing him! <laughs> like, <laughs> and then when when they kill him, and and it goes to like you know the, you know, to see him as you know to see the other guy as an adult and everything, and like after he dies, and they zip him up and everything, and you're just like, oh, the rest of this movie is going to be about this guy. Oh, all right. Damn it again. <laughs> 
I will I will agree that some of the stuff that this guy went through was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was kind of the focal character at every moment almost in the whole Godzilla creature. He was there for every part of it. He was like Forrest mm-hmm. Gump in the Godzilla universe. Right. Yeah. Now, did you guys catch the explicit connection between Ken Watanabe's character and the original Godzilla? Well, they tied the whole movie. They tied this movie directly to the original. Well, he's his character's name was yeah. Dr. Sarazawa, who was the same. He is a direct relative of basically Professor Eyepatch. See, I oh. I didn't catch that part. I just know that they were talking about you know in 1954 the whole radioactive uh, nuclear testing, which was they were trying to kill the monster. I mean everything was tied in. That's why I said I needed to watch that one first because it, it did. And I that's that's awesome. That makes even me in happier. The, <clears throat> even in the news, yeah. newspaper clippings in in Brian Cranston's room, they even had like reference to some of the monsters he had fought in some of the movies and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I noticed it right away that it was because the uh, original movie, the professor with the eye patch, was Daisuke Serizawa, and uh, Ken Watanabe's character is Doctor Ishiro Serizawa. Which may also be a tie back to a Shiro Honda, who possibly. I noticed all that. I noticed all that. I was just waiting for someone else to notice it too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I noticed it all. Yeah. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> uh, um, did you have something, Mike? I've got more to say, of course, but. No, keep going, man. Um, well, you know, one of the things that made me happy because. I I wasn't sure what to expect when I went into it. So I'm like, okay, they're redoing it. It looks like it's kind of dark, but still has kind of a little bit of a fun edge to it, maybe. Um, was when they actually got down to the fighting, they paid homage to the original style and the original movies, the way that they fought, um, where everything else kind of van- goes away. You don't really get focused on you know the people there or the other trucks or uh, whatever shooting at them, tanks, etc. It's just about the monsters fighting in the middle of the city. And everything kind of goes dark, and it just it's like, here they are. This is what you came to see. You know, it's like going to NASCAR to watch the wrecks. Um, and I thought they did that in a way that it wasn't hokey, it wasn't cheesy, it felt natural, and it didn't seem well, forced to me. It's almost like going to a, a WWE event where they, you know, everything else is dark and all the lights are right on those action. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. That's a perfect example. I mean, not that I watch wrestling, but I, that's exactly it. They put all the spotlight on them, and even though they know that. Elizabeth Olsen's character is hiding in the in the subway thing, um, and you know they're they're peripherally all around them. It's just about the monsters, and it's hard to humanize giant monsters fighting each other. Right? <laughs> they left him as being a good guy, well, kind of an antihero, I guess, for maybe closer versus the 1998 one where he was an all-out bad guy. There was no redemption there, um, and he used some of the old fighting techniques, like when he when he uh, spun around and knocked one of the mutos, the male muto into the building and gored him or were, you know, the, my favorite part where I got so excited was they kept the exact way that he breathes his radiation fire where the, that <clears throat> scene yeah, when, he, when he, he held the mouth open. <clears throat> no, no, no. When he first time he did the radioactive radioactive breath or whatever it was, locomotive breath. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, when you didn't really know what it was, the first couple seconds that it started, that his tail started glowing, and when the all his spines just rolled right up his back, and I was that moment, I was like, "Oh shit's coming!" Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is like to the bug those bug monsters like you are seriously going to start regretting things right now is <laughs> when he starts blowing that out that was at least the second time i think at two points in the movie when we first see uh godzilla like f- uh, swimming under the ship and you get a size of how big he is yeah. and then when he first breathes radioactive fire i just out loud was like oh holy fuck yes <laughs> yeah. Well, and if you that's, if you go back and look at some of the original films, that's exactly how he does it. I mean, it, it goes up his back at that blue, and then comes out of his mouth like that. Mm-hmm. But no, what what you were saying, Pat, at the uh, the very end when he takes on the the uh, mother, mm-hmm. right where she's just about to destrory the the boat with the nuke on it. When he <laughs> he's like, he's just had enough. Exactly. That's that's kind of. <laughs> That, that, that's like, kind of what I what I got from him. He's just like, all right, like, enough of your shit. We're ending this right now. Yeah, you're going down now. I'm, you know. And he just yanks the mouth open and just breathes fire down. He's like, done. I'm out. Yeah. He drops. Yeah. Mic. There was actually. There was actually. Yeah. There was actually a guy in the theater when he did that. Just you heard him in the back go, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, and I'm like, "I'm with you, man. That was sweet." <laughs> Now, I will do my usual thing, and there was one scene that just really annoyed me. <laughs> all right, I'm listening. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> when, they go. when they go to the mountain where all the nuclear waste is and everything, and they're opening up every vault and everything, and suddenly they're like, boom, oh, it's the one, you know, it, bright light coming out of it, open it up and whatever, boom, cool shot, yada, yada, right? <laughs> it annoyed me because I'm like, why is this the only point in the entire movie where suddenly no one has a helicopter? <laughs> well, there were just two helicopters out front. Yeah, why wouldn't you know? And they, why wouldn't they like take a survey of the perimeter? No, they all just happen to land in front and go in the front entrance just so they can get this one cool shot. And that was that annoyed me because it took me out of it took me out of the movie because it, <laughs> in my head I was like they did that just for the shot, and now suddenly I'm like, okay, it's a movie. You know, it just took me out of the whole suspension of see, belief thing. I can see that. The thing that got me about that scene was they. They open up the door and the sunlight comes blaring through. Oh my god! They open it up and it's it's gone. This has got to have some sort of like some security walking around the mountain. <laughs> yeah, no one had you know? known that this had happened at all. There was, there was no yeah. structural clue at all that anything had gone wrong. <laughs> If no one yeah, had opened this, this door one door, like, no one would have ever had noticed this had happened. Mm-hmm. And there, and you think there's at least one guy who's out there with his dog walking around going, and he's like, hey, guys, did you? <laughs> or some rancher driving across his field, and he goes, oh, my God, there's a 300-foot-tall bug running across <laughs> my field. Not even seeing the seeing the bug, but there used to be a mountain there. Well, <laughs> but even then, the bug was still in the larva, or the muto was still in the larva stage, so it was crawling, which, you know, that's why there was a long trail on the ground, because it was crawling right. from one space to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, one, no one would have noticed what basically was a giant mountain avalanche. <laughs> there I mean, was... Oh, go ahead, please. There was one part that bothered me, and it had nothing to do with that scene. It was near the end. They went out of their way and burned up some valuable screen time and some lines to tell the main character that if he had to go to plan B, which was arming, the, letting the thing go off, putting it on a boat and getting it away from city, that there would be no extraction plan. It was a one-way trip if you have to go to plan B. He goes to plan B, and what do they do? They extract well, him. Yeah, they come the, save him. Yep. 
Yeah, uh-huh. when they specifically said they weren't. And then they barely get the helicopter out. And my wife pointed this out. The uh, nuclear explosion goes off. One of the side effects of a nuclear explosion is an EMP, which we have already established knocks things out of the sky. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And it didn't happen. That's didn't point. happen. So, that yeah, that's stuck in my craw a little bit. Well, only only the MUTOs have the ability to do EMPs in, in Godzilla's world. Yeah, not the actual nukes who right, no. actually do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I only think the, only the fictional things can do that. I mean, and, and y'all, I mean, y'all obviously realize that I, I really enjoyed the movie a lot, but um, I found that as it went on halfway through the second act, I really got kind of frustrated with the acting because it felt so it's like they, they focused less on that and was more on, you know, the, the special effects and everything. So I thought they could have put a little bit more into that where, because Brian Cranston was bringing it down the way I was expecting but as time went on, it slowly turned into, you know, Armageddon or whatever with the way. Yeah, well, I mean, Aaron, and Aaron Johnson, honestly, he's I mean, I enjoy Kick-Ass and all, but I mean, he's just not a very good actor. Yeah, he wasn't very. I mean, even when he was rescuing quote, the kid when they were when they were on the uh, the little monorail. Yeah, not a lot. Whole hell, hell of a lot of emotion from that guy. But he didn't. He he's not the focus of the movie, though. You know, nobody came to the Godzilla movie to see, you know, the guy who played Kick-Ass, you know, play a soldier to help, you know, protect the city. No, they came to see giant monsters fight. Right. So, you know, that's, I walked into that movie knowing that there were other mutos or other kaiju, kai, kaiju, yeah. kaiju, kaiju in it. I came to see a monster movie with monsters fighting, giant monsters fighting and destroying a city. I got what I wanted. Yeah, I, wa- I wasn't expecting Brian Cranston to rip my heart out when his wife died. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, that was rough. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't expecting yeah. that in a Godzilla movie, that's for sure. That was that was, that was was a really tough part, especially so early on in the movie, I know. too. <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, man, these guys are going for the juggler right away. <laughs> yeah, that's – and then, you know, it was like when he – when he closed the door and he's like, oh, my God, she's gone. She's dead. And then she knocks yeah, on the window. They start knocking. I was just like, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is this is just going to be rough all around. <laughs> so so what about the uh, the bad kaiju? Did you like the whole idea of the the eggs and the little the cre- the secondary creatures, the other, the bad creatures, I guess? Which, again, the, to me, that was a, a funny tie into the 98 because that's what exactly what happened in 98 um almost identical to that um and it's like they were the, the, the creatures that were hibernating well no that there were there were eggs laid in a big you know space in the city that were being gestated to then make more monsters and they had to stop it uh, gotcha. except in that one it's godzilla huh. doing it and in this one it's the mutos doing it and he's kind of out to stop them because and i like the way they you know they followed the storyline where you know here's a character that um, is the top of the food chain. So the only reason he really comes around is because somebody's trying to throw off that balance. So he's got to make sure he retains his spot because he is the alpha predator. <laughs> oh. That I thought was a, cr- a cool term, the alpha predator. And even the end of it, you know, where he's dead on the in the middle of the city, or you think he is, is exactly what happened in 98. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I don't care if he looks dead. Yeah, don't go. Near I'm not going to be climbing around on that body anytime soon. <laughs> He's got to be laying there for at least a year. <laughs> and it's like it's like the I think the rescue people are like, well, the birds landed on him. I guess he's good. You know. <laughs> The whole battle on I okay one balls out cool bus driver oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. 
that that guy when he when he was just like, all right, I've had enough, I'm out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no like, kidding. Like, I'm just gonna run over some soldiers and get the hell off of this bridge. <laughs> yeah, and I'm 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 glad that they wound up not dumping you know the kid into the bridge, or I was expecting some more drama, or the kid dying. You know, hey, we killed Cranston's wife. You know, we're gonna kill his grandson. <laughs> Oh, and um, by the way, for anybody that's listening, and for you three as well, if you ever are in Vegas and the power goes out, do not expect it to be as calm as it was in that movie. Oh. (laughs) Everybody's (laughs) like, oh dear, the power's out. (laughs) No, it's a mad dash for every chip you can grab when the power goes out. For real? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, Well, in their their defense (laughs) for that scene, they really didn't have a whole lot of time to uh react to to, to react because it was like oh the lights went out oh my god there's a monster <laughs> oh there's a giant hole in the ceiling <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe then they probably went in yeah but yeah then they you know it was like after the monster left they were like oh god look at all these chips you know it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah once all the blackjack dealers run away you just grab the tray and go <laughs> <laughs> right I don't know. I, overall, I was I was really happy with it. I thought that um, you know Gareth Edwards play paid appropriate tribute to all the films that came before. Still made it a a, a new film that could potentially lead off into other things, and um, just made a good movie. I mean, overall, I mean, outside of the acting being a little cardboard, everything else was pretty much spot on. And what I wanted in '98 that I didn't get. <laughs> I I definitely like this much more than than the original, and I don't regret having watched this one. So. Yeah, they, from the very beginning, I mentioned in uh, the first half of the show the uh, iconic Godzilla theme. They were doing all sorts of fun rearrangements of that classic music uh, throughout the movie, and I was really impressed to hear that music come back again. Yeah, they used a lot of good music. The um the music when they jumped out of the uh, plane was from two thousand and one. Yeah. That was the uh, the monolith scene. Hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, which which is another. I mean, graphically and visually, this movie was fantastic. I mean, them jumping out of the black, back of the plane, doing the halo jump. Yeah, that was a very cool scene. Because I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I forgot that when they when they jumped off the back of that plane, I actually kind of got a little queasy. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a great scene. But then the whole with them. Going through the lightning storm, yeah, and then coming out, it's like okay, we're through the lightning storm. Hey, oh my, there's Godzilla. <laughs> I mean, it was a very well done movie. I I did enjoy it. I I have to admit, it was fun. I mean, like I said, if you come in with the uh, with the expectation being, I'm here to see giant monsters fight and destroy a city, you're going to be pleased. Yep. So, and but if you come in cheering, you know. You know, for all the sad little individuals that live in those towers, you're not going to be so happy. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of wanton destruction in there that uh, <laughs> was just kind of insane. Not to the level of, like, say, uh, Superman, or I'm sorry, Man of Steel, but... Yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're cheering for the insurance companies, you're definitely not going to have a good time. <laughs> uh, one of the screen caps, uh, speaking of destroyed buildings that somebody caught, was a, a little nod to the Mothra movies, uh, where if you're really care- uh, looking really carefully, and you probably have to pause the movie, uh, there's a spot where you can actually see the Mothra twins standing in a ruined hotel room. Nice. What? Yeah. Yep. Now, I know I saw the Mothra on the uh, side of the... Um uh, and it's on the, the fish, tank he had it uh, on the fish tank. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw Mothra on there, but I did not see the twins in the Treasure Island Hotel. Yeah, it's it's kind of a blink. It's kind oh. of a blink and you miss it sort of thing. Hold on, I'm, huh. I'm sending you the, the link. Hold on. So somebody, you know, they've already said people have been speculating that that's kind of a a hey, this is what's what's coming. 
Well, and I've heard that there are some issues with licensing, uh, with the uh, the uh, licenses for the various other kaiju are not necessarily possessed by the studio. I'm sure that now that this looks like it's done fairly well, they'll hop to it and get the rights. Oh, wow. Those two are like really, I mean, I wouldn't even notice that at all. Yeah. They're almost the same color as the building. Yeah. And it have been very well. Like I said, blinking and missing sort of thing. Yeah. Huh. Very little Easter egg there. So what's our, what's our take on this? Should I put that on the Facebook on page or is that too big? Yeah, color? definitely. Oh, well, I mean, I, I don't think a picture of a destroyed city from a Godzilla movie is going to surprise anybody. <laughs> right. True. Good point. Yeah. Right. And I know I saw that picture well before uh, I saw the movie, so. All right. Right. He will post it away. Yes. So it sounded like all four of us really liked uh, the new one. Yes. 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 And half of us liked the old one, Joel, uh, quite a bit. I liked it a little, and Mike and Pat didn't like it at all. Mm -mm. I won't say I didn't like it at all, but I didn't. I wouldn't say I liked it. I wouldn't say I liked it. Yeah, I didn't (laughs) like it. You wouldn't. No, I I would not say that. Out of everything I watched, I would say, you know, the original and the 2014 version are my favorites. Um, Godzilla Raids Again was nice just to see the progression. Terror Mechagodzilla was fun just because it was a throwback. And Godzilla 98 was better now once I took Godzilla out of it. So that's my thoughts on all of them. All right. So there you go. So what's next week? Next week, Star Trek. I don't know. I can't read the theme song. Now, do we agree on whether we're doing just the movies or are we doing the whole TV we're shows? We're doing everything. We're doing everything. Yeah. We're taking it to the streets, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you mean. Hey, he didn't show up at once once today. I know. That's terrible. So, but uh, yeah, next week, Star Trek. We are looking over all things Star Trek, looking at the movies, looking at the TV shows, looking at um, the cartoons. J.J. Yeah. Abrams are- reboot. Yes, the reboots. Uh, we're looking at the porn parodies. Uh, we are. Well, I'll be looking at those. I've been there, already done that. Oh my lord! Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, if you um, if you have any ideas for uh, shows for us, definitely give us a call. Give us a uh, a note. <laughs> put you will put you on the air. You can pass us a note in gym class, and Ooh. the teacher will make us read read it in front of everybody because we didn't check the box on whether or not we liked your. Do you like me? Make us check do it. one. Yes, no, maybe. Yes. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at 40go14 at gmail.com. And you want to listen to uh, some more of our shows, some of the past catalog. Uh, everything is over at 40go14.com and at uh, musingsofageek.com, which is our new network that we're working with. Facebook, look for 40 going on 14 And then Stitcher, TalkShoe, or on iTunes and on Blueberry. Phone calls. Yes, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail and have it uh, played on the air here, you can give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP, W-R-A-P, or 708-669-9727. All right, so uh, be sure to join us next week for our Star Trek show, and this is Mike saying goodbye. Um, this is Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. I'm just talking about Shaft. Such a mouth. I can- That means I can dig it in Godzilla. Yes. Yeah. Here's a good rule of thumb. Do not put that as your uh, text message uh, noise. Unless you want to get then... scared shitless in the middle of the night. Yeah. I'm going to start texting you at like 3 a.m. every every day. Godzilla, <laughs> <laughs>
Kilmer needs to play Patrick. Oh god damn it. <laughs> no, look at that picture I just clicked up there. Oh no, I can't I don't oh, want it better so not be the one I think it, is. it better not be the one I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dick, Mike, but this perfect. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you are now leading the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends.